0: Hey there, welcome back once again to DIY Narrator, the podcast for instructional designers who narrate their own e-learning. And as I found out at Learning Solutions 2019, there's a lot of you out there. I had the last time slot or last speaking time slot of the conference right before the closing ceremony, so I wasn't too confident that I was going to get a lot of people. And uh, I ended up with about 40 people in the room. If any of you were there and actually got a count, I'd love to hear it. Maybe it was more like 15. Maybe it just doubled or tripled from where I was standing. But it went really well. And I want to share parts of that presentation with you. I actually was going to record it. And I got my lav mic hooked up. And I tested it. And it all sounded good. And then I just got into the speaking. And uh, about 40 minutes in, I realized I didn't hit record. So, tip one hit record. So the full presentation went about 45 minutes, and we did a few minutes of some script reading in front of the class. People just didn't jump at that opportunity. I don't know what that was all about. And then after that, we did a lot of Q&A. And I hung around for maybe 30 minutes after the session ended, and then made it to the closing keynote. And I have to say, if you've never been to an e-learning Guild conference before, definitely make the commitment to do it. It was a blast. DevLearn was fun in Vegas. Learning Solutions was a lot of fun in Orlando. And I'm definitely more of an Orlando person than I am a Vegas person. So I might be back to Learning Solutions in the coming years. Well, I'll definitely be back if they accept another speaking proposal from me. So in the next few episodes, I want to go over what I talked about at Learning Solutions in podcast form because it's similar to stuff that I've talked about before, but I went a little deeper and the format changed a little bit. And then obviously whenever you're preparing for a different situation, other things kind of come to the surface. In my presentation, I was focused entirely on performance. I didn't talk about equipment. I didn't talk about which microphones to use. I didn't talk about what software to use to edit, just performance, which I think is the first thing you really should nail down when you're trying to do this stuff my session was titled you're a human stop narrating like a robot and actually i have the slides available i'll link to them in the show notes but you can get them at diynarrator.com/ls2019 it's for learning solutions 2019 so ls2019 and like i said i'll link to them in the show notes it'll be at diynarrator.com/023 because this is the 23rd episode and speaking of this episode it's titled, Bad and Incomplete Advice. I don't necessarily think that I'm giving bad and incomplete advice. Maybe some people would disagree with that. But I want to look at the advice that everyone seems to have out there and take it a step further. Because I feel like you've heard these things before, but no one's actually told you what it means. Or no one can tell you how you can take it too far and start sounding like a robot. These three pieces of bad advice Are enunciate, take it slow and steady, and billboard important phrases. I don't disagree with any of those. You need to enunciate so people can hear you clearly. You need to speak slowly and steadily so people have time to absorb the information. And you need to billboard important phrases so people know what exactly is important in what you're saying. They should be able to glean that from the context as well. But there are some things you can do that. Pull stuff out of the copy and grab the listener's ear. What I want to do in this episode is talk about these three common tips that you hear in the blogs, and you've heard the advice, and I even have seen them in presentations before. I want to break them down, what their intent is, why it can cause a problem, and then how to prevent that problem from making you sound like a robot. So the first thing we want to talk about is enunciate. The intent, obviously, I already said this, was to speak clearly so everyone hears the right words. Because sometimes words can sound like other words, or you can slam words together, which I'm totally guilty of, and people don't quite understand what you're saying. You can't argue with the fact that enunciating your words is important, but the problem with enunciating your words is it can lead to a really rigid pronunciation. And the problem with rigid pronunciation and really trying to focus on hitting each syllable correctly is that you start to hit syllables way too hard. And you start doing weird stuff that doesn't actually occur in conversation, like hitting word-ending consonants very hard and in a very uncomfortable way, which can also, as a side note, lead to mic pops, but it sounds very weird. These consonants include things like T's, P's, D's, and K's, so like top and it. You'll hit those things at the end way too hard. You're not gonna say, where is it? You're going to say, where is it? And that brings me to how to fix some of that. The first thing to do to fix some of that is just get over perfect pronunciation. Don't worry about hitting every syllable correctly while you're speaking because no one ever really does in conversation. Do you need to tighten up your pronunciation and make sure that you're not running your words together? Yes, absolutely do that. But don't worry so much about it that you start sounding like a robot who's just hitting all the syllables correctly. Also, something you need to try is using glottal stops at the end of the words that have those hard consonant sounds. I totally didn't make this one up. This one comes from my voiceover coach Mark Cashman. And you can read about it in VO, his book, which is phenomenal. Even if you aren't looking to get into voiceover, it's kind of a cool breakdown into how to look at copy and how to act in the booth and ways to approach it, things like that. Anyway, glottal stops are what happens in normal conversation. In normal conversation, like I said, you wouldn't say, where is it? You would say, where is it? Drop that hard consonant at the end. It kind of dies in the back of your throat. Where is it? Instead of going, where is it? That's a glottal stop. The thing about glottal stops is you use them every day in conversation. But when you start thinking about it, you have to practice to be able to deliver it in a narration when you're reading and you're worried about enunciating and pronouncing everything correctly. So be prepared to have to practice that a little bit. Because as you know, everything changes when you get a script in front of you. Next thing I want to talk about is slow and steady. The intent of it is obviously to give your learner time to absorb the material and relate it to maybe something else you've said in the past or some other knowledge that they currently have. Of course, that's absolutely essential to effective learning. The thing to remember about your pace is that in normal conversation, pace changes all the time. You go faster, you go slower, but rarely do you stay at the pace for very long. We're always mixing it up. And if you talk or watch anyone who is a great storyteller, you'll notice that pace is something that they use all the time. They'll slow it down and they'll start dragging it out and it'll pull you in. And then a lot of times they'll lower their tone and lower their voice and they might even try to get you closer. And then you really start to get drawn into the story. And then all of a sudden they pick it up and there's excitement. Varying your pace in e-learning is also important. Sure, it won't be as varied as like a great storyteller, all the time sometimes maybe it will but make sure you vary your pace if you don't you do run the risk of sounding like a robot because if you listen to some of the AI voices out there they're getting really good but one thing that's always the same is their cadence and pace is flat across the board in fact I think I'll play you a little clip who was Earl Scruggs everything you need to know about American musician Earl Scruggs Earl Scruggs was born on January 6th, 1924. He was an American musician noted for popularizing a three-finger banjo-picking style, now called Scruggs' style, that is a defining characteristic of bluegrass music. Alright, so that was a terrible example of AI voice. Thank you very much, Google. But it makes my point. If you listened very closely, you would notice that the delivery of the words was just like machine gun fire and very Very constant and steady. There was no varying the pace. There was no picking up the speed. There was no slowing it down. It was just reading, which is what we're trying to avoid. Basically, what I'm getting at is don't be afraid to vary your pace. Don't be so caught up in talking slowly and steadily that you don't allow yourself to speed back up. Because being able to vary your pace helps with our next piece of incomplete advice, and that's billboard important phrases. The word billboard means to draw attention to something, right, if you're not familiar with that term. And you'll see billboard in advice on blogs to draw out important phrases, but they never really tell you what to do. Sure, it's important, billboard, but how do you do that exactly? In the commercial voiceover world, you have a few more tools at your disposal for billboarding than you do in the e-learning world. For example, you can hit a phrase a little bit harder. For example, maybe the commercial script says something like this, a job like this requires the right tool. So if you listened closely, you heard me hit "right" a little bit harder than other words. But that doesn't really work well in e-learning, because you don't really want to be like pounding words into the listener's ears. What works better in e-learning, and if no one told you this you wouldn't know how to do it, is to draw the words out. Try to stretch out the important phrases, and you can only do this if you're not already going too slowly to begin with, which goes back to the slow and steady cue. If you're varying your pace to begin with, then when you slow down, or more deliberate about the words you're saying, and draw it out, then those words that you drew out become the parts that are billboarded because all of a sudden the listener perks up to that and they hear you slow down and they, must, they go, oh, this must be important. But here's the thing, if you're already going too slow and then you slow down further, it just sounds weird. So you have to speak at kind of a normal casual speed for the regular stuff, which someone will be able to pick up on, and then you draw it out when it gets important. That wraps up the three things that I wanted to bring up today on incomplete information. Next episode, I want to bring in the last bit of what I talked about at Learning Solutions, which is mental preparation for actually delivering the script. Just think about it. What are you usually thinking about when you are about to go and record something? Bet you you're not thinking about what I'm going to tell you to think about thinking about something else, like, oh, I didn't have enough coffee this morning. Oh, I only have 15 minutes to my next meeting. I had to knock this out quickly. Oh, I hope I don't mess this up. I hate having to re-record things. Those are not conducive to effective narration, so I'm going to help you with a little bit of a template for how to get you in the right frame of mind for good, effective e-learning narration, but that's on the next episode, so tune in next week for that one. To download the show notes, head over to diynarrator.com slash 023. There will be a link on there. there. You can download the presentation and figure out what it is I'm going to talk about next week. So, if you just can't wait, head over there. You can download it at diynarrator.com slash ls2019. Thanks again for listening. Really appreciate you taking the time. Get out there. Do great work.